0: Welcome to the Create Unknown. I am Kevin Lieber. With me as always is Matthew Tabor and the Create Unknown is dead. Long live the Create Unknown. Thanks for uh, putting up with the clickbait there. But we have some changes that have been ruminating for a couple of months now that we haven't been ready until today to really kind of discuss in detail.
1: Yeah, some big changes, uh, big changes about how we do things. Um we're finally uh, getting around to debuting some of some of the merchandise that we've been thinking about talking about for a while. We're ready to do that, so we'll talk about that later on. Um, we'll talk about some of the changes in the community too. Uh, but we want to start off by thanking the people who got us to this point. and we're really happy with how everything has played out. Uh, we're approaching what two million, views and downloads combined on all platforms um it's it's really kind of amazing you know when when we think about um how we've how we've put this together uh, that we're not coming from uh some crazy uh, studio with investment on that sort of thing we just have a community of people that has listened and valued talking about creativity and listening to so many of the people we've interviewed but there's there are a bunch of people who have really made that happen for us, uh, who have contributed through the Patreon. We haven't thanked them enough. We just have not, we have not uh, shown really how much we appreciate, even though you and I talk about these people daily.
0: Yeah, not publicly. <laughs> yeah, I would say that right. we talk about them all the time. We talk to yeah. we talk to them literally in the discord all the time. Uh, but yeah, it really is time to publicly just acknowledge the fact that, yeah, we have a handful of people who have really helped us get to where we are and are really at the forefront of helping fuel the future of the podcast as well.
1: That's right. Uh, Jen Mafasanti, Sean Malone, Kevin Menard, uh, they've been they've really been with uh, been with us since the beginning, uh, which is amazing. Um, the baby gang has been going strong and, and that has evolved over uh, a series of months um ventos uh, base weight is in there uh, who who actually helped us steer the direction of of what today's show is going to be a little bit um jesse and keaton uh andrew Stimson as well um some of the uh the real ogs who literally signed up like within hours of us going live on it um james Gallagher, uh jeff davis uh, Isaac Teal, who we've mentioned before being you know longtime Vsauce fan. Uh, Trev's Dead, who's on Twitter. If, if you're not following Trev's Dead, go and do that uh, because it's it's one of the most hilarious and underappreciated accounts on Twitter. Uh, but all these people, I just I just want to be clear in a way that we haven't been clear before, that all of these people, And uh, the ones who who subscribe uh, at the the lower tier and are in the Discord every day and shoot us emails and DMs uh, with feedback and and questions and stuff like that, they make this show happen. It just does not happen without them.
0: No, Uh, no, especially now. And like we'll get into the reasons why in a second, but. One thing that's important to me at this point to talk about is just kind of the difference between the community and the feedback and the interaction between the Create Unknown listeners and, you know, what I experience on Vsauce 2. Because I think that people will probably assume that because of the size of Vsauce 2 and the amount of views that those videos get, that I must be inundated more or less with tweets and messages and... Fan art and stuff like that, but that's just not the case. It's really not. for, For some reason, I just think that podcasting and making YouTube videos creates a different dynamic between the creator and the audience. Maybe it's just educational YouTube videos, and people like Nikki Jakey or Casey Neistat have like a really different relationship with their audience. But on the podcasting side, for me. We were talking in the live stream that we did just recently how there's been more Create Unknown fan art in the last year than there has been Vsauce 2 fan art in nine years. And it's it's at a completely different scale, but it's just a completely different, more intimate and closer and stronger relationship with the fans of the show and us
1: that create uh, created in the unknown channel in the discord where people are putting up their art uh their videos um it, it's it's amazing i mean the amount of stuff we see that other people do whether it's fan art or not i mean you know most of the time it's their creative stuff it's awesome uh, and i mentioned weight, you know he we we played one of his songs a while a while back in the fall we did And every once in a while he gets finished with a project like that and and pops it in um, on the discord, you know, pops the MP3 or something. And it's kind of an event when he drops a new thing. Like, I really look forward to it when he pops one of those tracks in. I I stop what I'm doing immediately and I listen to that. And and I feel that way with so many of the people uh, who who pop in and show us what they do. Andre, he's APM. Uh, in the discord and and you can see him on Twitter as well. he's got live streams where he draws things and and I love I love uh, the animation streams that he does. Uh, it's we don't see that stuff very much with vsauce too, just like you said. And it is so cool to see what everybody's been doing and follow along with their progress on everything. And so that mix of of the actual support, of just the creative support. It's incredible what everybody has built in the last
0: year or so. Well, and it goes both ways as well, because, you know, we send out for the baby gang in particular, we send out, you know, the little plastic baby and the birth certificate and all that. But Jeff Davis from the baby gang sent me recently a book of riddles and paradoxes that I've been going through for Vsauce 2 videos and liked it so much that I then in turn bought another copy to send to you that you just got today. So kind of like the yeah. the, the reciprocity of all of this has been also really fun and amazing.
1: It's a great book, too. I only flipped through it because <laughs> I, I didn't tell you this, but it, it was on the porch not for very long, you know, a couple hours. But it's a substantial book. I mean, this thing is a tome. You know, it goes beyond being a book into a tome. Right. But it was so cold that I was holding it for like two minutes. (laughs) The cover was like freezing my fingers. Uh, So I put it uh, next to the computer to warm up. So I've only flipped through the pages uh, just briefly and and I'll actually start reading it when it warms up. Uh, But that's the process that's so cool that. Yeah. Jeff looks at this book and thinks, Oh, this is cool. It reminds me of the stuff that Kevin does. Kevin should have this book sends you the book. You think it's amazing. We start talking about the things in it. There are definitely a couple, uh, ideas to pursue in there that are probably going to, at the very least show up in Vsauce two videos, if not be a video. And it's so good that, that, you know, you send me another copy of the book and we just have this weird, awesome feedback loop that did not exist a couple of years ago. This just was not a part of the process. And now, now people are, you know, giving their feedback and thoughts and ideas on, on everything. And it's just a lot more engaging and more interesting than, than it used to be.
0: Yeah. So part of phase four of the podcast, which we'll be calling this now will be to bolster and to like further boost that level of engagement with, with all of our listeners and all of our Patreon subscribers and non-Patreon subscribers. But the, the production changes that we should get into right now uh, really come down to Dave, who was the producer of The Create Unknown, got a promotion at work. <laughs> he got a big offer to um, get a great promotion uh, and he took it. So as a result, he's no longer working on the Create Unknown and you and I are now uh, we're independents. We're, we're, we're on right. we're on our own. We're in this together, Matt. It's just us. But it, but it won't That's be true. just... It's really not just us. We're, we're starting to expand the team um, including Marcus who's doing the editing for the episodes now. Uh, ben W is going to be taking on more responsibility, but we really are phasing into this more homegrown phase of TCU.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned both Ben and uh, Zalgalu on Twitter and, and in the Discord. Uh, you'll probably recognize that name if you're working around the community here. Um, but Ben and and Zalgalu have stepped up tremendously to help us fill the gaps on this stuff, um, as you said if it hits a point where there just isn't, isn't time, it's not feasible to, to keep working on a project, you know, that's okay. Um, And there's, but there's, there's still stuff to do, even if somebody has to pull back and both Ben and Zalgalu have stepped up to help us with those things. And it's, they're both extremely easy to work with. They, they do what they say they're going to do, right? Which automatically vaults you into the top 5% of like professional life. Um, but it's, it's really exciting to have a couple people, uh, jump in and, and really step up who you're excited to build this thing with and work with. And so when that process started to play out with, uh, with kind of the, the team changes and, and building this stuff up, we had to make a couple decisions about the direction of the podcast, yes?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I just want to be clear that we are getting a little bit into the weeds on like background elements of this podcast. But to me, it's really important to share that because no matter what project you yourself are working on or, or thinking of working on, these are the nut, nuts and bolts of this stuff. And I feel like way too often, creators don't really get into the nuts and bolts of how they make videos like for instance i was watching a video about um from the right opinion just recently and noticed how many different editors the right opinion uses for one video because the right opinion will make a 55 minute video and if you'll notice at the start of each segment of that 55 minute Mm -hmm. video he will credit who edited that section so I mean, we'll talk to him hopefully in the future about that process, but that's just like one little grain of what goes on uh, to, to create some of this stuff.
1: Managing the process the way he does is, is really kind of fascinating because like you said, he has uh, a bunch of people working on, let's say, seven or eight minute portions of one video and then tying that together in a very streamlined, coherent way. Um, it's, it's a very different process to manage than virtually any other YouTuber uses, right? Um, but how else do you get about an hour of extremely well edited fluid content on YouTube? Um, highly research based too. I mean, and with the topics that, that he covers, you can't get them wrong because they're usually about people's lives and current events and things like that. You can't misstate anything where it's going to be a problem. Uh, So nailing it with that degree of precision and doing it with the frequency that he uploads, like that's, that's a really neat thing for anybody who's into a creative process. But what you said about being transparent with this stuff, it, it is in the weeds a bit, but at the same time we want to, expose that process because that's kind of what we're about is talking about how to make this stuff happen. We've done how many episodes? 34. I forget what the Gus, Gus Johnson episode was, I think about 34. Uh, this would be maybe 35. You now we've put about 50 hours, five O hours of content out. And that was a lead up to, us hitting a point where we wanted to make things sustainable, right? And we've talked in the past about how you have to kind of grind and do something for a long time to work out the kinks in it, to establish all sorts of knowledge about how to proceed before it's a real thing. For me, it was writing a ton of articles before you get paid for them, before you figure out how to write things that you'll get paid for, uh, what ancillary things like editing you could get paid for. Uh, For you, it was making a load of videos before uh, Mr. Michael Stevens knocked on your door, right? Um, knocked, that's on my kind of <laughs> knocked on your email. Yeah. Knocked on your <laughs> yeah. It, it was awesome when he pulled up his phone to find the original email, the original Kevin Outreach email. Um, but that's that's kind of where we're at now, where we've done that huge bulk of episodes that that collection of interviews and us talking and getting that direction so that uh we're really kind of finally ready to 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 take that next step with the community and so this is how all all projects really work so even though we do hit some details uh and will over the next uh probably 45 minutes um they're totally generalizable to whatever you're doing, whatever you're working on. And and I've done this so many times in the past, but to me it's even perfectly relevant to how all sorts of relationships are conducted, whether it's friendship, dating, um, anything like that. You know, this is really how projects work. And it tends to be how people work where you've got this intro period uh, in figure out how it's gonna go and then you hit, you hit a point where you put it together
0: well and it' it's always an, an ongoing journey of trying things and and adjusting so one of the things that we're adjusting moving forward is the elimination of on- camera video as part of the podcast the podcast from 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 here on of phase four is audio you know we will still upload to YouTube and we will still, you know, continue to use the animation that you see currently if you're watching on YouTube or that you may have seen in the past as like a visualizer. But I loved doing the TV wall. That was really cool. I loved building that. I loved designing that and building the set. But ultimately, it came down to just, like you said, being an unsustainable way of keeping the podcast going just because the level of moving parts that were involved, like for instance... You know, it's hard pinning down these YouTubers. They're all extremely busy. So, and, yeah. their, and their schedules, not only are they extremely busy, their schedules are in f- constant flux and change, like, moment to moment, literally. They're crazy. And if The Create
1: Unknown was only about, like, <laughs> people doing YouTube and art from, you know, Atlanta, Georgia or something, then everybody's in the same place. Everybody's in the same time zone. But... That is not the case with the people who we've talked to. They're all over the place, and they've got the strangest schedules. We both know that things pop up all day long for us, whether it's on your phone, in your email, a message. There's just stuff to deal with, literally hourly, that you did not expect to be there. And it's like that for all of them, too. So it's really hard to schedule. And then also, we're not always in the same place.
0: No, you know, so We
1: have events to go to and things to do. And sometimes it's both of us and sometimes it's one of us. Uh, it's it's crazy. Absolutely crazy.
0: The, the, and the point is adding this TV wall where all of a sudden the vi- the video cuts out because the HDMI converter isn't working properly that goes to the wall monitor, which then connects to the analog that goes. It's just there were like 15 critical things that needed to go right in that setup. And if one of them was going wrong, and we have you know Casey Neistat or Gus Johnson or whomever taking a slice of or donating a slice of their time to speak with us, it it makes me personally just feel bad and feel like I don't want in any way to inconvenience any of these people, and by having this (laughs) really elaborate kind of setup for this video, um it just caused a lot of issues that ultimately I think that at least I learned were kind of unnecessary as part of this process.
1: Right. And there were production elements to very practical things. So when the video is in there for the guest, all of a sudden you're putting a burden on them because they have to, they want to appear in a certain way on video because it's video, you know, they got to get ready for it. What's in their backdrop. Oh, that's a thing. If it's audio, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. You just pop in your mic and you're good to go. And most everybody has that set up altogether anyway. So they're really just pushing a button. Uh, so it's much easier to uh, much easier for the guests to have uh, audio only. Um, also, we, on the editing side, you know, we talked about this a lot uh, in over the last few months. Where it's just a completely different thing to edit video as opposed to audio in terms of turnaround. It's more time-consuming. There are a lot more factors there. With audio, uh, and, and Zelgulu is amazing at this, at uh, zipping through an episode and turning it around fast. That kind of thing just isn't possible with video, and. That way we're not, uh, taking a long time to push out an episode. So for example, with Gus, that was out, what, two days after we talked to him?
0: Yeah. Two or three days. Yeah.
1: And that was only because we had a weekend and a holiday and whatever, and like we were busy, you know, Mm -hmm. so really quick with video. Well, you have probably a longer, a longer time period, you know, unless you've got like a dedicated editor doing this. Uh, That is not the case. We don't have a stable of employees doing this as a full-time gig. No. So that creates a problem in the content because you can't talk about anything too timely, right? You can't reference anything that's just happened because it might be a little while until that is actually aired. And so you have to have slightly more surface level discussions with somebody uh, where it's a safe topic to talk about in the sense that it won't be irrelevant by the time the episode drops or it won't be different, you know, and that's not, we wanted to get away from that. We wanted to be able to talk to somebody the way we would talk to them if we ran into them and then have that out and have everybody have access to that conversation in a timely fashion. And so sticking with audio like this just makes it all more streamlined on arranging things, actually doing the episode, whether it's an interview or just us like this. Um, yeah. Which by the way, it's easier on our end too.
0: I was just going like, to say that I was like, we were way more flexible to talk about that new guy comic that that would yeah. have been a kind of old news because this like memes and and that kind of trending stuff moves so quickly that even waiting, right. even waiting five days on that, it's like, it feels like two years on the internet. <laughs> that is, you, a, that is it an internet to, eternity. Oh gosh, but but even yeah. just doing audio on like that topic was a perfect example of. I think that thing popped on a, like a Wednesday, was trending Thursday, and like by Friday, we were already doing the episode, and yeah, and we were able to d- discuss kind of like the phenomenon behind it that quickly. So that's really kind of the major. The major change, uh, it's, it's just going to allow us to be a lot more flexible, a lot more timely and and a lot uh, just kind of able to work with creators in a way that's less of a hassle, quite honestly, for them in any way whatsoever. It's just no longer like, hey, make sure your lighting is good and you showered. And there's not something weird <laughs> in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, I just want to point out that you're saying that you basically just said everybody we've interviewed, it is a hassle in their life to bathe. To, to that's bathe. the implication. Hey, what's the implication you, there?
0: When you work like, from from home, bathing is like totally up to your own discretion.
1: We've got to completely transform our process because YouTubers don't bathe. That's what you just said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's the theme of this of this episode.
1: <laughs> uh, but I want to I want to back up really quick here uh, before we we go into some of the other changes. Um Baseweight asked about this in the Baby Gang chat uh, in the Discord because I, I was talking about what we were going to talk about uh, today and he wanted to know what the highlights were for the first few phases. And and that's that's pretty interesting because we've had a
0: couple distinct ones. Yeah, that's a great question. I would say, well, I mentioned how much I enjoyed building the TV wall and I did. That was a highlight for me just being able to figure that out. I like trying to figure out Ridiculous ideas. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just the challenge of that is interesting to me to say, hey, you know, how can I figure out how to get a Skype call on a whole bunch of <laughs> like old monitors? And that was such a process. I think I spent probably six weeks working on that. So that was really exciting to me. And I also will say, I had no problem tearing it down either. Like, as excited as, and I, and I think that there is a lesson here for people. To not get too overly attached to their idea babies. <laughs> because it's okay to spend a lot of time on something and move on from it. You know, who, who yeah. are the, like the monks that do those mandala? Oh, with sand, the sand grains? Yeah, the sand paintings. I saw one yeah. in college once where uh, they did one of these paintings and it takes them all day it's incredibly intricate. They literally create this sand painting with colored grains of sand by moving like a grain at a time or something to build this thing. It's absolutely beautiful. And then when it's done, they just (laughs) destroy it. (laughs) They just wipe it away. They just say, all right, that's, that was that, that was that beautiful moment in time. And the lesson there is that, you know, not to get, overly attached and and overly nostalgic and and like it's okay to be nostalgic about things. I'm nostalgic about plenty of things. It's not a lesson in just being like a cold hearted person, but at the (laughs) same time, it's like, you know, don't get so far up your own butt with your own accomplishments that you can't move forward. You've
1: got to be able to pull the plug on something and evolve into something else. You know, I know we talked about that in one of the very first episodes um, just way, way back. I forget who we were talking to now. Uh, but but that's really important to do. You know, we talked about you having done it with Vsauce, too, that at a certain point, you know, you had to make a pivot on, on the sort of content that you were doing. And it, it's been awesome. Um, if you had insisted on continuing to do the same thing, uh, things don't go so well. They just wouldn't. And I see way too much of that on YouTube where... Somebody has one style and they stick to it because that's what they like and that's what they want to do. Uh, and that's it. To be honest, if um, Idubs hadn't evolved, he's a great example of this where he's gone through stages of things like uh, content cop and unboxing and then a long form documentary style. I mean, it, nobody had a problem with his content. It's not like he was... Uh, you know, knocking on death's door for his channel. It's not that. I think he got out in front of anything getting stale. Uh, and to be honest, I mean, he probably could continue doing the same thing forever and everybody would laugh at it. Uh, so maybe he's an exception. But it's it's a really good example of, uh, of just not being so married to one concept that it shuts everything else out. And because, because he branched out that way, we got a whole lot of different formats to really, really enjoy. You know? Yeah. So,
0: and I can think of a lot of YouTubers that that are, I'm not going to name names. Like people can see it themselves, but there are <laughs> glaring, there are glaring examples of YouTubers who are, do, who have unfortunately done exactly what you're referencing, which is just cranking out the same exact thing. And when the audience leaves, they can't figure out what went wrong.
1: And that's when people will really know, that the creator known is dead and it's the last episode. It'll be the like throwing under the bus episode where we just rip on people and name names and all <laughs> the things that we've censored until then. <laughs> That's the when all. now it's over.
0: <laughs> tell- <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, for me, the the highlights actually started before the show. I really like the process of building the idea and organizing the idea. Before we we recorded um at all, you know, I, I was, I was totally thrilled with all of that. I like the setup and planning of things a lot, so um, that's just a cool process. It's why I like doing pivots and you know, a reborn kind of thing and whatever because that's just an exciting thing to me. I enjoy it. Um, the second thing is a very general highlight. It is that. That community interaction stuff that we talked about. I was talking to uh, Boromir in the Discord and on Twitter as well uh, this morning about that, about how just how amazing it is to get to know so many people and know what they're doing with uh, their jobs and stuff and any projects they're working on and, you know, why this thing is different for, uh, Andre in Brazil than it is for Marco in Puerto Rico, or it is for, uh, uh, uh Boromir in Germany. It, like it's fascinating and it's amazing. And the specific highlight of that really hit in November when I was in Australia, because, um, I, I met up with, with James. I happened to be in, in the city where, uh, James from the baby gang lives. And I'd just gotten in. I had a weird packed, packed schedule for my time in that city. I had like four days. And so the only option was going and for him as well, because he works like 93 hours uh, a week minimum, um, was to meet up that first night. So I had like a 20 hour, uh, trip and then immediately went straight to go hang out with him. Uh, but I'm, awesome. I'm, yeah. And you know, we have, we have a beer or 17 and, uh, talk about create unknown stuff and YouTube stuff. And just, it was incredible that a couple months before I didn't know who this guy was. And now I'm in Australia and we're hanging out and it's completely like normal as if we always do this. And that in-person thing was, was awesome. That was just a a big leap from, you know, the usual interactions. And that was a a huge highlight to be able to do that. And I'm excited to do that everywhere else. You know, when I go, when I go somewhere now, I'm thinking like, who's going to be there? Who can, who can, uh, you know, who can I meet up with? What's VidCon going to be like? Who's going what to is, VidCon? You know, yeah.
0: What is VidCon going to be like? That's something that we should start figuring out for sure. Because, um, I know that there are some in the, in the Patreon that are in the LA area.
1: Right. Yeah. And there are people in the discord too, who have talked about, about VidCon, um, Dojangles, uh, in, in. Discord and Twitter was just talking the other night about who was, who was going to go. You know, we've talked um, about seeing Isaac at VidCon a bunch of times. Uh, James is also thinking of, of making the trip from Australia. Uh, wow. But a lot of people are talking about, are we going to be there or, or, you know, who's going to VidCon? You know, let's let's meet up, do a thing, whatever. I'm really excited for that. Like, I want to see all of all of these people and I want to see uh, the people we've interviewed. I'm excited for that in a way that that I wasn't uh, with VidCon's before this last one. Mm -hmm. You know, now there's there's like a follow up purpose to to talk to these people in person in a way that just did not exist four years ago for me.
0: Oh, well, for me either, man, like I, I hung out with Gus Johnson, for example. At VidCon last year, but it's with a huge group of people, and we spoke for, you know, inter- intermittently for a few minutes, and, and that was pretty much the extent of the interaction. Well, just recently, we just talked for like an hour and a half on the podcast, and yeah. sometimes when it comes to creative people, and sometimes you just need to make an excuse to just sit down and have a conversation with someone. You know, because everybody is so busy and we're getting pulled in so many different directions and and even just with us, quite honestly, doing this podcast gives you and I an excuse almost to not look at our email for an hour and a half because we're busy and we're just going to talk to each other (laughs) and not be distracted by all of the noise that's that's surrounding all of us real quick. I want to I hop into the t-shirts because we're finally, we have had yes. two t-shirt designs. Okay, listeners of The Create Unknown, we have had it's two time. beautiful, like, amazing, professionally illustrated t-shirt designs finished for a really long time. Yeah. And uh, one of which is by Oscar O-S-K-A, who is an incredible illustrator. You can check out Oscar on Instagram. Another one is from Lord Bung, who is a YouTuber and an animator and has an incredibly popular animated series called Confinement that I've actually guest starred on two episodes of as like the pillow king. But but, so we have these two shirts now that, you know, we are fully independent and and Matt, you and I are just going to make decisions between ourselves and, and enact things that we want to see happen those things are going to happen they're
1: happening and uh i I will say uh go over to the patreon it's patreon.com slash the create unknown you can follow there you don't have to subscribe or anything patreon is a hub of content for a community right And, and there are a bunch of people that follow uh without without subscribing um but you'll be able to see the designs drop you'll get uh, you'll get the information uh, posted there and and notified about it uh, if you'd like with with no obligation for anything. And so that was one of the first things we thought of when we decided, hey, it's time for the shirts. we have worked out every detail where we're, we've got a community that's ready for it. We're finally able to do this and uh, we thought, yeah we can we can announce that stuff on the patreon, show the designs uh, as as we're getting ready for it. You know, it's going to take a little bit uh, to, to set up the actual ordering and things like that. And with, with one of the Patreon tiers, they're getting shirts, aren't they?
0: I was just going to say, we're also excited to announce that the baby gang is going to get free shirts. Uh, You know, we're not going to do both designs uh, at the same time. We'll do one and then we'll roll out probably the next one after that. But if you're in the baby gang, you're getting a shirt.
1: And we have several changes and updates to, to the Patreon uh, community. That that we want to talk about. The, f- the first one is that um, we have a we have a new tier at the two dollar level for the two dollar tots. You want to talk about the <laughs> tots, Kevin?
0: Well, yeah, the thing is, is that, you know, we had a lot of people who, who did reach out and say, look, I want to support the show, but I would love if you added a tier that was lower than what you currently mm-hmm. offer. And we're doing that. We are switching around a bunch of stuff with the Patreon to allow more people into the Create Unknown. So we added the $2 tots tier. And if you'd like to be a $2 tot, here's what that comes along with. You'll get uh, live stream access, including the archives. So, you know, Matt and I have been doing live streams. If you weren't aware of that, if you're in the $2 tots, you will know right away when we're doing that. Uh, $2 Tots will have their names in the credits. we we'll get a Discord roll. Uh, and also, we will be doing a bit of a lottery with the Tots where uh, one random winner will get a YouTube prop in the mail. So we will send you a a video-used prop if you win and you are one of our beloved new Tots.
1: And we'll do that monthly, too. So every month... Uh, every month a tot is going to get a surprise. So it's a a neat, uh, uh, a neat little lottery, uh, for, uh, for people in that, that $2 tier. But I want to back up one massive, I guess, giant step and say, the reason we're doing this is because we want to pay our guys. (laughs) really well we want to pay them what they deserve um so so kevin can we be can we be very transparent about uh finally letting people know the untold riches that we've made from the create unknown i know the suspense on it is like like the trump tax returns being released but i think (laughs) we finally need to come clean with the sheer mountains of of or swimming pools full of Scrooge McDuck gold doubloons that we've made from this venture.
0: Sure, sure. I well, since you're talking about like a, a money pool, I'll liken it to this pool uh, next to my home that was abandoned for about seventy. 70- years and recently was just filled in including with the garbage that like vagrants had thrown in the pool over the years uh, that's the analogy that I'll use for how much money we've made off this podcast and and look it's this is not this is totally in the spirit of transparency and not in the spirit of of whining about that in any way whatsoever because that was never part of the goal you know nobody, when we decided to create the create unknown it wasn't like us rubbing our hands together talking about how we're going to retire off the back of this podcast it was <laughs> it was literally about okay how can we afford to pay the fees for the different services that require like a monthly fee to release the podcast and to host the thing and to you know deal with just an an editor and what they cost and and paying them fairly and a lot of that through the last year was fell upon Dave as our producer who is also our partner and we were just working on it at the same level of just kind of doing what needed to be done without necessarily you know stuffing anything in our own pockets (laughs) but now that we are Uh, you and I are doing this and we actually need to hire people. Um, It turns out they would like to get paid.
1: Uh, Yeah. And I suppose they deserve it as well. Uh, And we, we just want to be able to cover all those costs fine and pay people what they deserve to be paid and and just uh, have a sustainable thing. And we've totally recognized uh, that it just uh, from when, when you start on, that revenue kind of stuff from day one like if, if you try to make money from day one it's probably going to go badly that's just not how it works right you put in uh all sorts of time and you take losses usually um to get something to a good good place and then you focus on on how to make it sustainable and then over time, well, maybe you start making a buck and that's really cool, but that's generally not, you know, that's, that's the way it's got to work to succeed. And that's the way we approach all sorts of projects. You know, we did not start this thinking we're going to make tremendous amounts of money. I have made zero dollars from the create unknown over a couple of years. Zero
0: dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have made negative lots of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's we do treat it uh, that's okay as, as that's okay i'll yeah, continue it's to be okay fine. with that however uh i'm not okay with you know not paying marcus and not paying ben not being able to keep and the we do pay on. them.
1: yes we do pay them we want to pay them we want to pay them more because they these are guys who go above and beyond all the time if we ask for x to get done because we need it they end up doing x and y and it's amazing that's just the type of guys that they are where I was saying earlier, they do what they say. And then some it's, you just want to be able to say, well, thank you for that. Uh, here is money for your Pokemon cards and, your <laughs> uh, Nintendo weenus machines
0: and, and your easy Switcheroos. Rack, I think <laughs> it's more about like <laughs> buying craft macaroni and cheese. But yeah, that is it's the point is that, one hundred percent of your support on Patreon goes to the editing and the production and the distribution of this podcast, yeah. and I and know, back to the community and what? back to the community. Yeah, because we're also yeah. like sending you guys stuff as part of this, and also um, giving you other opportunities like the Minecraft server to interact with each other and yep. just kind of facilitating different ways to have fun and to engage with us and to get engage with each other.
1: We've loved the way the community has built up and played out. And we just want to facilitate that and do more of that. And so we did, we did want to readjust, uh, the Patreon tiers and the benefits. Um, so we talked about the $2 tots, uh, the, the $5 tier is we're changing the name on that, aren't we? To something <laughs> yeah. A bit more meaningful.
0: Yeah, before it was kind of dry. It was kind of clinical. It was just called enter, and it was essentially like you're entering the create unknown, and you would get. Oh, oh, we should also mention that we used to do this whole extra Patreon bonus thing. Yeah, and and we are switching that to early access. So now the mm-hmm. the five dollar tier is really where you start gaining um, kind of access into the show you start being really like you get early access to the episodes we're going to periodically send you snail mail packages of whatever weird stuff we want whether it's eagle brand sardine patches or just tcu stickers it could be a, a button of steven seagal eating a carrot um, that is <laughs> right. up to we've had our a mix. discretion. <laughs> yeah. We've had a mix of, uh, everything from
1: create unknown merchandise to, uh, yeah, I got that uh, good deal at, uh, in the Ukrainian flea market down by the train tracks where I bought a whole <laughs> bunch of buttons from, uh, Soviet Russian military uniforms from the fifties and sixties. And so I bagged up the buttons and sent them to everybody, uh, which sounds so-
0: like a fake story but it's, no, it's absolutely that that's not a fake story. That's a real story.
1: <laughs> no, I have the pictures to prove it. I mean, I sent them in the Discord as soon as it happened. I was like, hey, guys, I just, I just bought some things from a hobo down at the train tracks in Ukraine, and I'm going to send them to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you are interested in that sort of relationship with us, you have to join the Dumpster Crew. The Dumpster Crew is the new name for the $5 tier. Because that name has a very real and meaningful connotation to the two of us. The dumpster crew was what we used to call our friend group back in the day when before we did any of this creative stuff and we were just kind of figuring out what in the world we were going to do. We were just the dumpster crew. I forget who
1: shot that name out, um, but somebody just came up with it one night when we were all out. And it was this loose collection of people, probably like eight people who were frequently kind of out and hanging out together. Uh, and the way it seemed to work is that you were, you were real friends with a couple of people, like maybe two of the others, but just acquaintances, like friendly acquaintances with, with the other people in the crew. And then you slowly got to know them uh, and, and you became friends with them. Um, and that was just kind of the fluid way that the dumpster crew worked, but we didn't talk before the dumpster crew. We knew who each other was. But we weren't friends. We didn't actually know each other until we got in the dumpster crew.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's 100% accurate. It's like how Matt and I first became friends was through the dumpster crew and so we thought like what better name than the dumpster crew to start getting regular listeners who don't know each other and and don't know us um, outside of just listening to us to start getting to know each other and to be a part of this thing
1: we were talking about the process of the way the community has kind of gotten to know each other and been built and all of that stuff and realized hey this is exactly what was happening with the dumpster crew 15 years ago this is just our new dumpster crew like The people <laughs> yeah. who we're talking to every day on discord uh, we were talking to them you know on AOL instant messenger back in the day in virtually the same way and then hanging out with them and supporting them in their projects. And, you know, they would help out with ours here and there. And just sometimes just being somebody to, you know, forget about things with and hang out for a couple hours and have a good time. And all of it was just indispensable to our development really. And so we thought we just, everything is the same here we just have a new form of the dumpster crew and a new collection of people, but it works the same way. And, and we just realized that we have a new dumpster crew.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm smiling so much because it, it, it was such a great time, I think in our lives. And I love the idea (laughs) of just kind of like bringing back, bringing back the dumpster crew, you know, with the create unknown. So, so that's the new $5 tier. And like I said, uh, mystery snail mail packages from us periodically at, at that tier. Early access to all episodes. You can submit questions and give your input on the episodes. I mean, you're in the Dumpster Crew. You are part of our our inner workings, and and you get all the the lower tier rewards there as well. Discord role, name and credits, and that sort of thing. We also changed the name of the fifteen dollar tier and kind of up the ante in terms of what it really means to be at that tier that next tier you become so at that tier you become an associate producer and what does that mean wow what big deal uh, a title no 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 not just a title you are going to get an associate producer business card personalized just for you to prove to the world and to your parents. <laughs> mom dad i am an associate producer of the create unknown because i joined the infantry that's the name of that tier the infantry that was did isaac come up with that name by the way
1: yeah, infantry. Isaac did, which was genius. It was yeah. amazing. And and it wasn't the result of like seven hours of asking about what a cool name would be. No, it was like seven seconds. I, I posted a thing like, oh, what would be a cool thing? You know, cool way to call this. Uh, and, and Isaac says infantry. And I'm like, boom, closed, done. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, is, this is over. Yeah. Yep. We nailed it. Uh but yeah, I mean, we're sincere about that. Uh, we we want you involved in steering the direction of this show, and I'll, I'll tell you what, I will vouch for anybody on this, no matter what. I mean, you can you can claim uh, you can claim the associate production credit on anything you want, and if that needs to be verified, I'll back you up. Whether it's a phone call an email, I don't care. Uh, I will absolutely do this, and, and <laughs> I, I really mean that.
0: We will call your boss. We will call yep. your parole officer. We will call. <laughs> <laughs> we will call everyone to verify that you are an associate producer. Along along with the the business card, uh, you'll also gain access to the Baby Gang Discord channel, which is an exclusive Discord channel for only the infantry members and the Baby Gang and. As I said on the live stream that we just recently did, what happens in the Baby Gang Discord stays in the Baby Gang Discord. It's, it's a lot like, uh, it's like the Las Vegas of the Create Unknown. Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: but it's, uh, it's a really, it's a really cool little spot with, uh, with you know, a limited number of people who, uh, can just, you can go deeper on a lot of topics, Uh, have, have deeper, uh, discussions on things because again, there aren't, you know, 10,000 people, uh, shooting messages back and forth. Not that there are 10,000 in our general chat, but you know, everybody's talking about seven different topics of discussion. Whereas in the baby gang, you know, we'll talk about something with the show and everybody's talking about that thing. You know, there, there aren't multiple discussions, uh, over top of one another, you know, we'll talk about, um, what to, uh, what to ask a guest, uh, or, uh, somebody will ask some kind of detailed question about uh, a topic, uh, or go into something about, you know, whatever they're working on their lives, whatever. And when that's happening, everybody in that chat is talking about that thing. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's kind of like, um, Uh, One topic has the floor at one time, and that's just a really nice setup if if you value those kinds of of chats and discussions. And uh, we've gotten to know everybody who uh, is in the baby gang. And, you know, I mentioned that earlier, how just that level of connection is awesome. It's really just a, a different part of my day that I wish I'd had it so much earlier, so many years ago to have that kind of thing. Uh, and I'm, I'm very grateful to have it now and to get to know everybody in there. And I want to get to know more people. Uh, so the infantry uh, is, is, is a great way to jump into that.
0: Yeah. And, and also including the infantry, I will do a hand drawn cartoon for you. This is something that I've done for all of the baby gang and creator tiers in the past. Um, they are at your disposal they haven't been sent out yet but i i drew them recently i sent them to matt and then uh, you know he'll be distributing them
1: when the time is yeah, right pretty much pretty much uh this week um you know that uh that stuff is is ready to go out in the next wave of baby gang packages uh, which is cool um uh there is an additional element to the current baby gang isn't there We've, we've thrown in a little bit about the shirts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We already touched a little bit about the shirts, but, but the, the, the main thing is like you and I have been wanting to do these shirts for so long. We had these designs and to reward, honestly, to really just reward at this point, the baby gang members who we have gotten to know and have been integral in supporting the show, they they got first dibs. They're getting the shirts. We're sending them to them, you know, for yep. as free, soon as, for free. As
1: soon as, that's right. As soon as I get that shirt, they get it. <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll go out. Uh, it'll go out that next day. Um, it, and it, it'll just be part of being in the baby gang. That's just what you get. When we have a shirt, uh, you'll get one. Boom. <laughs> you know, you don't have to order it or do anything like that. Uh, that is is part of the uniform of being in the baby gang. Um, but these ideas came from in in kind of roundabout ways they came from discussions with everybody. you know this is a shirt that it was almost like crowdsourced in theory uh, which is is really cool. Just the way the community has functioned led to, led to these types of designs and and so we're excited to to go forth on that and we talked in the past uh, we did you know a full episode on it about um all the things that go into the quality on the actual garment and the prints and, and this and that and we got to a place where we can make just the absolute best product that we can which I, i'm so thrilled with it and i still the samples that I that I got to make sure that you could wear this thing like 50 times and absolutely love it, that it would be your go to T-shirt. Um, I'm comfortable with the choices that we made on that because I've, I've worn the stuff a bunch and feel great about it. Um, but that's you know, it's finally come together where we've got the people, we've got the designs, we've got uh, the knowledge on that. And we've we just we're excited to do all of that for uh, a very reasonable price. Uh, Instead of the, you know, $97 for a tank top that uh, that is not uncommon elsewhere, Um, but also giving that straight up to baby gang members. You know, we're pumped about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They absolutely deserve it. And overall, this is just about adding things like we're adding a whole bunch of stuff here in order to give back to you in order to make sure that we can give back to the people who are now newly helping us, make sure this podcast continues in the way that you know we love to do it. So that's, that's kind of the overall thing. Real quick, I know we're kind of running a little bit short on time though. This is so random and I didn't tell you that I was going to, to hit you with this, but I, I just wanted to ask you something totally off topic and you're just going to have to, to deal with that. Okay, listen. Paula and I have been watching a lot of The Price is Right, as like a routine, sort of, at night. It's fun, you get to see different people. We just both like that show. There are a lot of episodes on YouTube for some reason.
1: Who hosts it now, by the way?
0: Drew Carey has hosted it for years. Oh, it's, it's still, still Drew Carey. Sure, yeah. But, uh, okay, okay. but last night, we came across an episode from 1988 with Bob Barker that was like in it was like a master tape it wasn't like ripped off tv it was like a really high quality it was like somebody that worked at the price is right like stole a master tape and uploaded it to youtube i don't know It was really weird but here's my question everybody in the audience was dressed really nicely in 1988 like they huh. looked really well put together like their hair was all done and they're wearing like just nice outfits and, and dresses and jewelry and everybody was like really just well put together they all and and, and granted it's the 80s fashion so it looks like funky by today's standards <laughs> but the point remains like they looked nice okay today people look like a mess on that show <laughs> like they have you know homemade sloppy t-shirts that look like garbage and that's charming and that i th- i think is part of the fun but there's this weird thing now where and, I, and i've heard a similar thing my my parents used to talk i've talked about how at the airport like when they were younger everybody would dress up to go to the airport like if you were yeah. flying you would like if you were a man you would put on a suit if you were a woman you would put on like a nice dress or a nice outfit or whatever you would literally get dressed up to go to the airport. Now people are like almost literally as they are as literally dressed down as they possibly can get all. Everybody's just kind of like wearing pajamas. So my question is what, what, like what, what happened? And is it, is it better that we have like the freedom to, not care and to look however we want to look or was there something with the social norms of the past where you were kind of expected to present yourself a little nicer was there something about that that was better
1: i think they all became youtubers and now they don't bathe (laughs) i think we actually figured this out at the beginning
0: Yeah, everybody works from home in their pajamas (laughs) (laughs) and and they don't get dressed to go outside it was just this weird thing that I couldn't help thinking. Like, it has changed dramatically, like the social norms and expectations of how you present yourself, kind of in society, in in our generation, in like not that many years.
1: It's it, it actually there is a YouTube relevant parallel on this because you know that at VidCon i I wear decent. Uh, Clothes, like jacket and tie and things like that. Yeah. And you remember we were talking about this, like looking around at at one of the events that probably had 500 people at it. And there are a lot of highly professional people there, um, you know, who are uh, running media companies and marketing companies. You know, I'm not talking YouTube creators. I'm talking like the business side of things. Uh, And they're they're all super casual for the most part. And I, I looked around, I'm like, and somebody said to me, like, this is the first tie I've seen at VidCon.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Like, oh, God, I'm 900 years old. Uh, you know, I, I'm just preparing for this event like it's 1957 uh, and, and standing out in a, a bizarre way. But it, it's that same kind of thing uh, where where things have changed a little bit, even, even 10 years ago, it was quite a bit different.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm just torn. And that's why I wanted to kind of throw it to you and get your thoughts on it. Cause I'm, I'm a bit torn on what, what I like better. Cause in many ways, like the nicer dressed up aesthetic, I think is, it's nicer. <laughs> like it's nicer to see yeah. people presenting themselves as nicely as possible. On the other hand, you have, just kind of like the the freedom and creativity i guess element of being able to come as you are as they say right like i'm just going to dress what makes me comfortable and and the way that i like to present myself without um trying to conform to some sort of standardized idea of what I should look like.
1: I actually think that both the air travel thing and the prices right are both the same thing, and it's a sign of tremendous progress. So, on air travel, the prices for flights have dropped precipitously over decades. It is so much cheaper to get anywhere, anywhere in the world than it was 20 years ago, let alone 50 years ago. Like, New York City to London was shockingly expensive in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Very few people uh, could do that. And so the people who are getting tickets, plane tickets, uh, from, you know, to cross the Atlantic, uh, had to be by default wealthier people. You know, they, they were more likely to dress well and always dress well, things like that. Well, you know, I talk about this in the discord a lot because I'm, I'm really into cheap international travel. And so people talk about going places and I'm like, Oh, you can get a ticket, uh to this place from this place and it's you know however much money and it's it's extremely expensive Uh, i was looking today new york city to madrid and barcelona popped for 260 dollars nonstop round trip today wow virtually virtually anybody can can get that ticket you know you can save a save up a little bit and get a ticket to go to spain from new york that's nuts so that's accessible to many many more people than it used to be price is right who was who was around to go to a taping in 1988 on a tuesday at like 1 p.m
0: you know <laughs> right. who had
1: that free time um now a lot more people have flexible schedules in free time a lot more people have the the means to go to studio city for a vacation i think that's where it's filmed um You know, it's just accessible to normal people. And so I don't I I mean, part of it is relaxed attitudes. You know, you can walk around the airport in pajamas in a way that was less acceptable 30 years ago. But at the same time, just normal people have access to really cool stuff now uh, just much more easily and more cheaply because they have more money. They have more free time. The prices have have, uh, gone down the external cost the non-monetary cost has gone down so uh, i think that's awesome you know the prices I, I do... have gotten
0: more right <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: yes that's the conclusion on it yeah okay
0: so it is a sign of progress that's i think that's i think so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no i like that i like that cuz i was i was leaning that way for sure uh, i just had this Weird thought at the moment last night, where I'm like, "This this looks nice." Everybody, all everybody, all dressed up for the game show. I don't know, yeah. something to that. It looks it looks odd, but it, it also is probably one of those things where it's just I'm not used to it anymore. And uh, when I see something new, it's like, "Ooh, this is different." I kind of like new.
1: I will say that uh, that Mora, um, uh, my lovely lady, still dresses to the nines to travel. Yes. And she does like to fly like it's it's still one of those things like you need to look glamorous to get on this plane. And that means that every time we go through security, she gets stopped because she always has heels on that are so big that they have to be scanned separately. If she goes through like there's taking your shoes off and stuff like that. Um, But then there's like making sure there isn't a five inch blade hidden in somebody's heel, Mm. you know, like that level of detail. Uh, so yeah, the, the extra screening on that sort of thing happens when you have certain, uh, fashion accessories, you know, whether it's a belt, I, I actually get stopped frequently if I have a belt buckle because, uh, you know, that's just like this big slab of metal that has to be double checked. And I, and I always have, uh, if I put a belt on, it has, you know, a sizable buckle, not just the standard Kind of buckle thing, so that's a disincentive to me uh, to to look to look nice to to have like TSA compliant fashion. At a certain point, you're just like, yeah, t shirt,
0: jeans, and sandals. Well, that's a good point. I didn't even think of in regards to the airport is that it's a lot more annoying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to get through yeah. security, I mean, than it was uh, in the 80s. That's for sure. Um, all right, I don't have anything else, man. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to ask you about my Price Is Right thought before we before we wrapped up because it just popped last night and I was like I, I really need Matt's perspective on this. But the, the whole point of this whole podcast is you know we're really excited about the new team that we have here at the Create Unknown. We're new, we're excited about uh, folding in more and more of you and giving you guys more and more in return. And uh, and honestly, that's all happening right on Patreon. It's happening in our discord and
1: on Twitter and YouTube comments. I mean, it truly is everywhere. And like Kevin was, uh, you know, Kevin was just saying on this, that we want to do more on that. That's not just like a line to make it sound like we're doing cool stuff. No. When we realized that we had changes on the kind of streamlining production and the people who are helping out, the first thing we, we said was, This is one of those points, you know, when you're refiguring some things, this is the point where you stop and say, what can, what additional stuff can we do? Like, this is the point at which you add on a bunch of things. This is the point at which you pull the trigger on shirts. Uh, You fold in more people uh, into the the Patreon community. Uh, You give more incentives to jump into discord and talk. Uh, with us just that was the first thing is like this is one of those rare opportunities like a rest stop where it's like hey now's the time to go to the bathroom kids Um, you know you just pull the trigger on all these things Uh, so we were super excited about adding on to everything
0: yeah so great things great things are happening and honestly it's a relief to just be able to finally talk about it because it has been kind of like a couple of months of not being able to talk about it, so it, it's it's awesome to share. Summer and January, with you. yeah. Yeah, it's great to share this stuff with you. We are excited about these new opportunities for your ears and for your typing fingers. <laughs> so be sure to check out everything. And uh, until then, do you have anything else, Matt, that you want to share?
1: Yeah, I do. We'll pop the links in the description uh, so you can head over to the Patreon, follow there. Like I said, at least follow on, which is free. I mean, you can just follow along uh, and and get all those posts that are uh, public posts. You'll see things like the shirt designs. Uh, We have a, a lot of articles in the pipeline. We have some written content that's developed that we want to release to that community first before we put it on well before we put it on a website or anything like that so yeah go to patreon.com slash the create unknown and follow along again even if you don't jump on one of the tiers at least follow the page and, and you'll get a bunch of stuff uh we'll also as as always pop the discord link in if you want to jump in there uh, Kevin mentioned the Minecraft server. We've got a mine tra- Minecraft channel um, in there if you like to play, and our server is always open and running. Ben uh, and uh, Puff, and uh, I think Andre was involved too, maybe, uh, ran uh, a pretty cool tournament back in December. We gave uh, some cool things to uh, the people who played in that. And I think they're gearing up to do another Minecraft event. So there are a lot of reasons to join the discord, uh, which is always free by the way. Uh, anybody can come in there and, and hang out and chat. So yeah, we have a lot of stuff going on and we just want you to be a part of it.
0: Yeah. So go to Patreon, follow for free, hop on one of the tiers to support the show. And until then, see you space cowboys. Thanks for listening to The Create Unknown. If you liked what you heard, and I certainly hope that you did, please subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave us a review on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts. Those reviews really go a long way. While you're at it, you can also watch the video version of this show on youtube.com slash thecreateunknown. Follow us on social media. We tweet at createunknown. We're on Facebook and Instagram at thecreateunknown. You can follow me, Matt, and the show on Podchaser for podcast updates. You can also find a link to our Discord in the show notes. We love our Discord because we get to talk to you and you get to talk to us. So join our Discord. Our website is thecreateunknown.com. The Create Unknown is an unknown media production. We've been your hosts, Kevin Lieber and Matt Tabor. Check out what we do on YouTube at Vsauce2 and on Twitter at Kev Lieb and TaborTCU. TCU. Links in the show notes. This episode was edited by Zalgalu. Our theme song is by the incredible Mega Drive. Special thanks to Paula Lieber, Mo Lewitt. Until next time, see you, space cowboys.